0: Five seconds left in the game. It's You're over.
1: All right, welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Morning Skate. You got Ked here, your host. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. As always, I'm here with BizDev.
2: BizDev, say what's up, man. What's going on, dude? It's the uh, Tuesday after the 4th of July weekend. It's normally a rough start to the week, but uh, we're having a, we've got a great pod coming up.
1: Absolutely. And, and we got Tom Peterson, the CEO of Green Biscuit, former NHLer, casual, humble brag. How's it going, man? Tom, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. Yourself?
1: We're hanging out, man. We're we're pumped to have you on. We're pumped to learn about the Green Biscuit and your and your your whole career because, I mean, I went on your elite prospects and you're born in Bloomington, Minnesota, and you end up playing for the Minnesota Gophers and you also get drafted by the Minnesota North Stars. So like, what yeah. was that? Just the dream?
0: Anything for, else? That yeah, up? that was that was pretty cool. You know, I out of high school, I got went to the Gophers, and then. uh you know, didn't get drafted my very first year in the NHL draft. I went through the whole thing. Nobody picked me. Okay. And then I went through it almost the whole way again the second time, the second year, and the Stars picked me in, like, the 10th or 11th round. They don't even have that round anymore. <laughs> so so your first year you're eligible. You
1: don't get picked. What was that like? The,
0: exactly. Because, you know, they think, oh, he's not big enough. And it's it's so – I tell these kids, don't don't worry about how big you are. It's It's how big you play. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and now with the way the game is all tailored to skill and speed. Oh, yeah. You know, I played against guys that were fucking giants. Yeah, monsters. 6'3", I 6'4", mean, six, six, I mean, these guys, they, they're they were, mean. And not nice people.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and, and so I was, but I was a gifted skater, so I could get the hell out of the way or get around them. But they would get you at some point. <laughs> no, but I don't. Now, but I don't, now the thing, my point is the game now is all about speed and skill and you obviously got to have toughness but it's changed a lot since I played.
1: Yeah, it's a completely different game. I'm looking 5'10" 187. So you're going up against guys like Lindros.
0: I, I, I'm not I'm not 5'10", that's very generous. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but that makes it even more impressive because yeah, I, I played I played at about 183. That's what I played at. You know, and I was playing 25 minutes a game, a lot of As minutes. a defenseman. Yeah. Yeah, power play, penalty kill um you know in my prime I right. a lot of minutes and uh yeah it was it was quite a quite a ride so so your first year you don't get drafted did you did you all expect the, all, the, all the kids that I played with that couldn't hold my fucking jock through high school they all get drafted because they're big they're tall you know so and, were like were you expecting to get drafted and when that happened
1: like what was your mindset? Was it kind of just like a fuck you, like let's go, let's, let's get this yeah, done?
0: Yeah, like, well, Now I'm going to prove you wrong here. That's basically yeah. what it was. And that was great. I was, that was fine. That ended up being a big motivator for me. You know, I'm not coaching right now, but I am always feel like I'm always in a coaching mode. What do right. I tell these kids? You know, what would I tell these kids? Because if I can do it, then there's other kids that can do it. But, um, yeah, the other guys got drafted ahead of me. And, you know, central scouting, it's a lot different now. Yeah, you know, there's just a lot more publicity around it and stuff. So I didn't think I w I didn't I knew I wasn't gonna be a high draft pick and I thought maybe I get drafted in the late rounds. That's what I thought. And then I didn't get drafted at all. So, <clears throat> so that's the first year. And that was the first year. So And then you- and then I go then I go to the University of Minnesota as freshman. Yep. And I play the best hockey in my life. I'm freshman of the year on the team and I go to the world championships. No, the world junior championships in Alaska. And a couple names you, you may have heard of are on my team. John LeClaire, oh, Mike yeah. Medano, Jeremy Roenick, Tony Amante. Oh, man. I, at, at the end of that tournament, I'm named one of the three stars of our team.
1: No shit.
0: And then draft comes in June. This is Christmas. I almost don't get drafted again. I go all all the way to the 11th round. There was 12 rounds back then. And so, I mean, I, at that point, I couldn't do anything else. But, you know, I... Mean, I would have been a free agent but oh my i'm God. glad i'm glad that i got drafted you know it's, that's it's a, incre- so let's rewind really quick so you played high school
1: i'm assuming you played high school hockey in minnesota yep was the tournament as big then as it is now because the tournament yeah. in minnesota is like
0: yeah it's you guys should come to it it's really cool i got like nobody uh, tells us i mean it's a it's a great weekend um <clears throat> i mean it's it's a party and then you got the let's play hockey uh yeah consumer show which green biscuits at all the big vendors are there and so you can you go watch some games have a few beers and then you can walk through and see all the new gadgets all the new hockey stuff it's you know it's i mean if you're hockey people like you are you guys would have a blast
1: yeah, yeah. We, we've actually had a few people from minnesota on the podcast and they all say first
0: first first 10 days it's like you know seventh or eighth of march every year yeah,
2: yeah. It's uh, that's on the bucket list for sure. We talked to the blade shades guys, the uh, summer skates. Uh, yeah, all those guys. Yep. Yeah, all those guys.
1: Yeah. we we definitely have to make a trip out there. But so you get drafted by the Minnesota North Stars, and I'm looking at your uh, elite prospects right now. It doesn't look like you played any games. You ended up playing in the NHL for the San Jose Sharks. So how did that happen?
0: Yeah. Well, I get the there's the dispersal draft. So when San Jose they decided they want to put a team in San Jose, it was the North Star's owner, George oh, Gund, who got the rights to put a team in the Bay Area. And they needed to seed the team, you know. You're right. But it's not it's not like how they do it now. I mean, Vegas got a pretty good deal, and Seattle's gonna have a pretty good team right off the bat. That's the way to do it. You know, right. make them competitive. I mean, I don't think anybody thought Vegas was gonna go to the cup. Right. But but um what a great thing for hockey. So so then what what happened is uh all the all the North Stars picks and the Sharks picks were put into a pool, and the Minnesota North Stars would take one, Sharks would take one, and they just go back and forth until all the players were gone. And okay. I, I don't even know where I was picked in that dispersal draft, they call it. I don't know where I was. I just was glad that I got to San Jose because I knew San Jose was going to be terrible. And with a, with a team that's no good, you're going to have a lot of turnover. I just wanted an opportunity. Right. That's all I wanted. If I wasn't going to be good enough. Let's find out now, and I can figure out what I'm going to do with my life because I I felt like I could play. I just wanted a chance, and I knew my I knew I would get a shot faster in San Jose than I would in Minnesota. Right, and for and even though I'm year, from Minnesota, I didn't care. I just wanted a shot.
1: And and for the first two years in San Jose, things didn't go well. Uh, the second year, you guys won 11 games. But what I found interesting is the following year, you guys ended up making the playoffs. So what what happened there from being so low to like being a team that's competing
0: well they hired a guy named kevin constantine to coach the team and he turned it around and then we had a couple of russians who you may have heard of igor larianov and (laughs) sergey (laughs) makarov pretty decent players yeah pretty decent players and they still had a little gas in the tank at -hmm. that point you know um and so and then we had a goalie named Argers Urban. I don't know you've probably heard oh, of him. He was, he was he was unbelievable. He was a smaller guy, wasn't he? Tiny. And he, he, what, was, he was where, where do you play for, where do you play in the Olympics? He was like a house. He
1: That's what it was. Yeah, okay.
0: And and then we had Sandis Ozel and she was also a So we had great player. Yeah, great player. So um, but Kevin, you know, Kevin really put it together, Constantine, as far as getting everybody uh Probably couldn't. I don't know how the coaches are now, how the players are. I don't know if they would respond to that kind of uh, coaching, but uh, we sure did.
1: I mean, and and you you played with some pretty big names. So, like, your first couple years in the league, like, who were the players you were looking up to for, like, guidance?
0: Well, I mean, the guys on my team were, you know, um, Igor and Mac. A guy named Jeff Norton played on the island for a long time, Olympian. Um, Bob Airy. Uh, Pittsburgh penguin I remember that name um, how old are you I'm gonna be 30 yeah okay so you guys might be a little no. young but your parents your dad would probably know yeah no <laughs> uh, for sure so, you know um, we didn't yeah what's kind of cool is we didn't have any superstars and that was good we didn't have a guy that was a total superstar and that I think it helped us we just had a lot of really good players and we played together as a team and then we had a great goalie and you know you, you, you know if you don't have a great goalie I don't care how good you think you are you ain't you ain't gonna close the deal right let's let's face it the most important position is in goal
1: yeah you you build from goal up or at least that's what they used to say I don't know what they're doing now but uh I I I always kind of find myself liking the teams that don't really have those stud players but are always competing like a team in mind like the Columbus Blue Jackets I always love the Blue Jackets because there's not like that one super duper elite guy but they bang and they yeah. all have their roles, and they play solid defensive hockey. And when they have Babrowski, that's elite goaltending.
0: Yeah, I like I like him a lot. I don't know who's are going now.
1: Oh, shit! Oh man, uh, he has a weird name. Dev, can you look that up? He, Corpor- is he, is he, I think it's Corpusalo.
0: Oh okay. He sounds like a Finn.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive, but I mean that that would have been that kind of team. And as a fan who like likes hockey, obviously you have your own team. You like seeing the elite guys, but. I was always like third, fourth line penalty killer guy. So I loved the guys that like knew their fucking role. Like I knew I was never going to be on the power play, but in practice, if I could shut them down, that was yeah. that was just as good to me. You know what I mean? So when you see teams like that that just plug away and just chip away, I, I and, and when you, you
0: know when the playoff when the playoffs come around, you, you you see those those players start to play a more prominent role because oh, yeah. it's about grit, it's about determination and um and you're that's a it's a cool part of the uh, playoffs hockey playoffs are the best you know yeah oh yeah this year's gonna be kind of weird i don't know how i don't know what to expect i actually i'm i'm not so convinced they are actually gonna gonna do this but we'll see
1: i know man they keep they keep reeling me back in though because they keep coming out with like these announcements every like five days so by day four i'm like it's probably not gonna happen day five they just reel me back and it happens every time yeah uh but from the sharks you end up with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You play 15 games with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the roster of that Toronto Maple Leafs team that you're on, you had Matt Sundin, Doug Gilmore, <laughs> Wendell fucking Clark, who's one of my all-time favorite players, uh, Ty Domi. I, the list goes on and on, man. Like, it, insane. So, what was it What was it like playing with those guys? You had Felix the Cat and that, that guy. Yeah. We, weren't,
0: we weren't very good, but uh, Matt, Matt Sundin is the best player I ever played with. Yeah. I got to practice with him every day. I was like, <laughs> I, I was in line. I remember, I don't know why I said it to him. I said, is this fucking guy for real? Did he just do that? I mean, he just, his backhand, unbelievable with a stick, you know, his yeah, stick big you know, body. Know how long it was. He's a big, big body. Um, you know, I know he played like 470 games in a row. He, I mean, he had had an Ironman streak going for a while. Um, but the best player I ever played with was him. Um, and then you know Wendell and Wendell was and Dougie Gilmore were both getting toward the end. Right. You know so. What well, was it of,
1: like still being around those guys? Oh, no, it was
0: great. Doug, both guys, great, great guys. Yeah. Great guys. Um, and then and then there's Ty. You know.
1: Character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I mean, this was an all-time team. At least mm-hmm. the names on this list, man.
0: And yeah, Felix, the Jimmy, cat, I loved Jimmy him. Amy McCowan, um, Larry Murphy. Larry Murphy. How do he I know was, that name? Defenseman. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, okay. okay. Power play guy. Yep. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not too bad.
1: Were you on the team? Uh, I think it was, it was one of the best goalie fights of all time. I think it was Poppin and Hexall. Yeah. I
0: wouldn't, I wouldn't have been there.
1: No. Oh, man. If you ever get a chance, check out that YouTube clip. It, it's hilarious because everybody's fighting, and then they start squaring off and throwing, and everybody in the background who's fighting just, like, kind of stops and just, yeah, like, watches.
0: I'll have to watch that YouTube. Yeah. Tonight.
1: It's, it's all time, man. Uh, and then from there, you, you played a few years in the IHL, and you ended up going over to Germany. What was it like going over there?
0: Uh, it was good. I went to Japan before that. Okay,
1: okay, so actually yeah that's where rewind. I, well, I went to well, japan
0: and then i, I got rec- i got i got signed from Japan to toronto <laughs> what, what was the league like in japan It was first line and a half was pretty good. I mean, if yeah. you know any Japanese guys, they're pretty good athletes they're put together yeah. um they just't have a lot of depth um, it, you know it was just basically that was it was the year it was ninety would have been 98 Nagano it was right before the olympics in, in in japan but but then i ended up over in germany and uh that was great too you know we play games on what was it friday sunday that was it oh that's not bad yeah it was a. we had a really uh what's the word <clears throat>
1: that's the college schedule isn't
0: it Fun team to yeah be around. yeah <laughs> we had a bunch of misfits yeah, I mean, if you look up my look up my look up my roster you, uh, from the Hanover Scorpions, and if you know anybody that knows old old like hockey players from that era, yeah, oh, shit, oh, like man. a gong show. <laughs> what what was it like living over there? Was uh, it look- Germany's great? I yeah. love it. Germany's awesome. No, I I I, I you know, I've lived a lot of places. Some place I couldn't wait to get out of. I could, I could live in Germany again.
1: Okay. All right, yeah, that's man. good to know. I've never yeah. been overseas. Garrison has been, but no, Germany's
0: Germany's great.
1: Dale, you ever been?
2: Not to Germany. I did I dated a German girl, but never went. Yeah. <laughs> <All> <laughs> He's right. living here, man. Um Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. So and, and that's and that's the career, man. So like I, yeah, I got, what
0: happened is over in Germany, I went into the boards head first and broke my back. Oh no shit. Yeah, so that was it. I broke uh, your thoracic vertebrae, which is basically in the middle. Blew up two vertebrae and I thought I was paralyzed. And uh, yeah, pretty frightening time. You know, you, as a hockey player, you see it, it happens to players, but, but it ain't going to happen to me because I'm not going to get myself in that position. Well, it happens like that. It's
1: instantaneous with guys going so fast.
0: Yeah, and, and that's so. And luckily, I, I didn't, uh, I had to have surgery, but that was it for my career. So I got a bunch of hardware in my back. So that was the end of my hockey career over there in Germany.
1: Jesus, man, that's that's a tough go. I, are
0: you back on the ice?
1: Was it weird getting yeah, back I, on
0: the ice? I skate. Well, I do this. The uh, NHL's got this program called what's it called? Uh, we call it Little Sharks. And so, each okay. NHL City has a program where they try and get kids together. They give them a full set of equipment, and you get six sessions of ice with uh, some former NHL guys from the oh. area. And it's like 175 bucks. So. It's a pretty good deal. You know? Yeah, it's a great deal. Geez, because you know, hockey's obviously expensive. So if you get the gear, and then you get six sessions, and then if the kid doesn't want to do it ever again, then you're not, you're not out that much. So, but with yeah. the pandemic, we do it twice a year out here in San Jose, but it's been canceled obviously because of what's going on. But uh, that's about all I get on the ice. I don't, and like I said, if there was more rinks close to me, like how many rinks do you guys have around your place?
1: Uh uh probably eight, eight or nine. And yeah. that's like within like a 45 minute radius or whatever.
0: Is it, would you say it's rural or? Uh,
1: rural? Alb- Albany's rural. more a city. I'm kind of like in the country. I think Dev is kind of more in the suburbs or like city, but it's Saratoga the
0: Bay area has got like 8 million people in it. Yeah. We're you not. don't have 8 million people in your area. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and we might have eight rinks. Yeah. That, so, I mean, so that's crazy to me. Yeah, I know. It's just the land is so expensive. You can't, you can't uh, you can't sell. I mean, the ice rents out here for I think four seventy five or five hundred an hour. Maybe it's more now.
1: Do you, are there a ton of kids out there playing though? Because yeah, I think no, you're they're, seeing they're, more and more kids make the yeah, show from like California.
0: There, there are there are, but there's just not enough not enough rinks. If you had more rinks, you would get more hockey. But right, um you know, it'll it's never going to be a you know a huge sport, but that's fine. Yeah. Well,
1: fingers crossed that changes that changes because I mean. It looks like talent's coming out there. And the fact that – that's kind of sucks that you guys only have that many. Garrison, we probably have like eight or nine rinks around us, right, within like 35 minutes. Yeah. And, like, there's yeah. – we don't
0: have – I could count. We got uh, four in one spot, two in Oakland. I mean, from San Jose to Oakland, if you're lucky, you can do that in an hour. But it could be two hours. I mean, right. if you had to go for – depending on the time, you just – yeah. You know, well, now with the pandemic, there's not much traffic, but you you got to be really careful when you travel. I'm sure you guys you guys have that there too.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The pandemic's just fucking everything up, man. I just want to play Bye. hockey again. But I I have a few more NHL questions for you, if you don't mind. Uh, you said Mattson Dean was the best player you ever played with. Who's the best player you ever played against?
0: Uh, well, for me. Forsberg was pretty good Yeah, you know, I guess I because I, he roasted me one time like you couldn't believe I, I, <laughs> I mean, he just I came back to the bench I came back to the bench laughing and people are all the guys on the bench were fucking laughing because what he had done to me um, he was I,
1: so good he was yeah. so talented but he like played the game hard and like oh, back then it, it was, was
0: like a bowl He's like five yeah. five eleven two fifteen or five ten two fifteen yeah you know, um,
1: he was uh, he was actually one of the main investors for Crocs. I don't know if you know that. When Crocs first started, he put really? a ton of money into Crocs, and he's he thought, he he's probably made more money from Crocs than he has in the show. I would think. Ah, I, I,
0: I wonder how he fell into that because that's an Australian company, right?
1: Uh, I think so. I just I just know that that's a fact.
0: Interesting. Good for him.
1: But uh, so Peter Forster I mean, yeah. yeah and, then, and then
0: obviously, Gre- I played I played more against Gretzky, and I played against Lemieux. Um, what was it
1: like what, what was it like the night before a game knowing that you have to go out there against no Grafton? it wasn't
0: that it was a warm-up I would be like warming up you know <laughs> you stretch your groins I would just watch them. <laughs> the first couple of times I'm gonna play against fucking Gretzky I'm really gonna play against Gretzky like seriously that's it. and so that that was pretty cool I don't think that was uncommon among players especially young guys but once the puck drops it's on you know you got you, you got to play the game and uh you're at a high level so you don't uh but you, you you can't you play Wayne Gretzky you play him too tight he burns you if you back off you're for sure fucked yeah you know so you where's that fine line pressure him make him you know I mean and if you make him make a play
1: he's gonna make the play
0: you take your hat off to him I mean sometimes to, he passed the puck at the Cow Palace they beat us in overtime he was the L.A. and I was on the ice for it and uh, I was in front of that puck scored in the corner he's gonna get there. Before me, he's going to have a little bit of time. But I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to go over there. He's not going to – he's over there in the corner. Keep him to the outside. I'm not worried about him going around me or out-muscling me or anything like that. I'm just thinking, okay, and so he throws the puck off the side of the fucking net where the goalie kind of hugs the post. Yeah. And it shoots directly out like a 90-degree angle from – he was almost in the goal line, and it shoots right into the slot. Curry's walking down the slot. One-timer, bang. Game over.
1: Indirect <laughs> off the side of the net. Oh,
0: Indirect off the side of the net. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking around, going, did did, did he just did that on purpose? <laughs> That's insane. You, there's yeah, nothing. There, you can there's do. little thing, little things that you see from guys, and but but I'd say him, and, and he was kind of, he wasn't in his prime, but he still was so much better than most guys, yeah. you know. So
1: it's I I don't know. I, there's always that question that if Gretzky could play in today's NHL, and it I. I think he can. If you, if you look, Yarmir Yager, he was playing in the league just a couple of years ago, yeah. and they played against each other. So I don't see why that <laughs> wouldn't be. He was just so and creative. I played, against,
0: I played against Lemieux. He had one and six against us one night.
1: <laughs> and that's a whole different type of player, right? I mean, Gretzky, he was kind of like, I have the puck. I'm going to do whatever I want, where I think Lemieux kind of had that ability just to go right through here.
0: Yeah, and he could because he had you know, so, much, so much reach. You mm-hmm. are more worried about getting beat one-on-one by him. Um, like, Igor Larionov and Gretzky, I, they, they, they're a lot, like, a lot like each other to me, the way they think the game and pass and stuff. So we, uh,
1: we had the guy who made the Russian Five film on. We had Darren McCarty on, and I got to talk to them a little. I guess that guy was just a legend. Yeah. Just he was, They kind of made it seem like he was more of the captain of the Russians on that team where, like, everybody kind of looked up to him. Uh, it You're was interesting. I, Detroit,
0: yeah, because they won two cups. You know, he was in Igor, and Igor was in San Jose, and then he went to Detroit. Right. Um, yeah, I mean that—that's
1: pretty cool to be able to fucking say. Not only that you played in Minnesota and then college, and then get drafted by Minnesota, but the fact that you have the ability to be like, yeah, I, Wayne Gretzky indirected off the side of the net into the slot, and I was on the ice and watched the whole
0: thing happen. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> that's I'm, insane. I'm playing in San Jose, and I'm I'm. Pretty sure this is going to be one of my last years. I'm not going to be in the NHL much longer. I kind of figured that out. Well, I, was, I lived on a golf course, and it's game day. And I hear that Gretzky is going to play fucking golf oh. the day of the game. Like, you, that, if you were to do that, anybody else, you'd be done. You'd be, like, sent down to the minors. Yeah. So, he, he's going to play nine holes on the day day of the game. So, I call the clubhouse. I'm like, did he tee off yet? They're like, yeah. And he's playing the backside, which is – my house is on the 11th. And I got this – picture of me and Gretzky and I'm like I gotta get this fucking autographed when am I gonna see him again so I see him come up I walk out on, on the course like just jump over my little balcony there and I'm like hey Wayne um, it's Tom Peterson from the Sharks. he goes hey I know who you are <laughs> I said do you think I'll get an autograph I said because I don't want to bug at the rink tonight and uh, hell I, I heard you were playing golf I said we could just knock this out right now he goes no problem so he signed it for me he kept going, and I went back in the house, took my pregame nap. He kept playing golf. <laughs>
1: that's
2: insane.
1: <Yeah. laughs> oh man, that's why they call him the great one, man. Yeah. All uh, right, all right. Let's let's hop into the green biscuit because this thing's fucking really cool. COVID just happened, so all the ranks are closed. So naturally, hockey players are looking to do fucking something. So a lot of people have been buying rollerblades, uh, street hockey balls, but not street hockey balls because they should be buying the green biscuit. Tell us how. This started right from the get-go.
0: Well, I was just, I was getting ready to be done with the Sharks. And I met a guy that uh, had this puck and uh, he didn't have a name for it. And I, I started playing with him. I'm like, God damn, this thing is really cool. And it's slick and uh, ended up buying the patent from him and then, and then creating the business uh, Green Biscuit. And it just basically took off from there and, um, and uh, you know it's it's great. It stays flat on a rough surface. You know, most most people don't have sport courts, right? So this this puck will stay flat. Won't roll over. It's got it's got you know two equal halves, and it's got these rubber washers in between the two halves. And if you squeeze it, it acts like a dampener, like a shock absorber. So when it vibrates, it doesn't stand up on end. You know, so the kid's not spending his whole time trying to get it to lay down. It's staying flat. That's really what what sets it apart from. Because any puck will stay flat on a smooth surface.
1: Yeah, and, you know, but that's still. the most annoying part about playing street hockey is having, like, one of those street hockey pucks, and the only thing you can really do is just shoot it standing yeah. still. You can't really skate with it.
0: No, because it just tumbles on you, and th- this puck solves that. So that's, that's basically what sets it apart. You know, toe, yeah. drag, toe drag, saucer pass, one touch passes, Nothing better. nothing better out there
1: which again is awesome because if, you, if you're looking to train for any sort of ice hockey, like, yeah, you can handle a, a ball, but you're not really getting the same feel. You're not getting the same, like how, how you would tow a ball is different, how you would tow a puck. So, so then that's
0: exactly right. So you, you brought that up. Most people don't know that, but if you ever get a puck and a ball, your top hand on a ball is going to be different because it's not going to be like a puck. And so, you know, I, I think you want to train as specifically to your sport as you can. You know, if there was no green biscuit, then maybe a ball is your best bet. And balls aren't terrible. You can overspeed train with a ball. People do that, but you can overspeed over overspeed train with a green biscuit.
2: I mean, it moves.
1: And and that's what that's exactly what you need. Now, Bizdev, I know you got some questions. I know that you recently it, purchased one, so take it away, buddy.
2: I did. Yeah, I was uh, mid uh, mid pandemic. I went into Dix. I was like, I just gotta I gotta try one of these things out. So. Um, yeah, like like you said, the weight of it, the feel is totally. Awesome. So
0: you you bought the snipe. You didn't get the original.
2: They only had the snipe at Dick's. Yeah, okay.
0: Well, I'll will send you guys some originals. That you know, the the snipe doesn't move like the original does. The original moves much better, but you but it's not designed for shooting. So I had to yeah. kind of give give up something to get something.
2: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you that because this thing definitely flies. I was taking I was taking shots and it totally it totally goes, but. Um, what is what would be the main difference? Um, I guess like that. Well, the
0: material of the original is it's a different material, and that's got a weight in it. So it's uh, and that's a different material too.
2: Yeah.
0: So it's more durable, um, but it doesn't slide as good as the original. So the original, when you get them, you'll you'll see the difference right away. But you know, it's it's not the shooting of the original; it's what it hits. You're going to shoot the original against the tarp. You, that's fine, but if you're going to shoot it against the net and you hit the post, it's not going to love that. Nice
1: yeah. Again, just like the street hockey ball, I'd rather shoot a puck than a ball.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Because you're yeah. at least getting legit practice. And again, it's yeah, but good. I mean, if you
0: but if you're playing, but you know, when you're a kid, you're playing. You know, you're, you're playing with your buddies. You're going to play with the ball, so you can play goalie. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't right, <laughs> play play goalie with a puck if you're not going to have gear on.
2: You know. Yeah. So when when did uh what year was it when you this would started? have been
0: probably uh, ninety five ninety six wow yeah oh I mean I started the company in like, oh, wait. I think it's I think I just got my twelve year anniversary from LinkedIn that's how I know oh yeah <laughs> send it to me um, but it's going good you know um, I got NHL pucks so I got a license with the National Hockey League to make all the team pucks looking forward to the Seattle team. I don't know when they're going to name it, but once that gets named, I'll be cranking those out.
2: If How you guys was that? Did... Yeah. Yeah. W- was the process of getting an NHL licensing?
0: Well, did... I, th- I think it, I think it helped that I was a former player. Yeah. You know, um, I think they, they, you know, they they're, they're, they were there to support me. I mean, obviously I, I pay the royalties and all that, but they're, they're great to work with. So, um, you yeah.
1: know. So when, when you hooked up with this guy, a while ago and and you guys end up doing all this stuff. And I ask everybody who comes on this podcast who has some sort of hockey business, like, what's your oh shit moment? Like, oh shit, like I have something here. Like, even as podcasters, like pretty much anytime we get a former NHL on our podcast, it's kind of like an oh shit moment. It's like, yeah. okay, this is fucking cool. I net four years ago I'd never think that this was happening. What you was know, your oh shit moment, moment
0: for me? Was when I was hand making these pucks myself? I had a a rivet press and it was one two, three poles for the three rivets on the puck. And I, I said, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna pump these out all day. <laughs> and I, no. spent like, I spent like two or, I don't know, three or four hours and back in this, I had this uh, little house, little, uh, little other building, a little cottage. And uh, after about three or four hours, I came out, I must have had two or 300 pucks and they gone. Oh. And I'm thinking, well, I, I got to do that again. <laughs> I got to get someone that can make these for me because people were wanting them then. And I gave a lot away at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these sports stars, they weren't interested. Because, you know, because a lot of the pucks before, they sucked. And a lot of the pucks that were out there before just weren't very good. And uh, I gave a lot of pucks away. Said, just try it. And, and these were hockey people. I said, just just try it and then let me know. And they would always call me. I've only had one return, one order, like one, you know. And I don't remember who it was, but you know, I always tell my customers, the retail customers, the hockey shops, if you don't like them, I'll buy them back. I'm not worried about that because that's not going to happen. Or if you can't sell them, I'll buy them back. I love that. You know. And so, what do you got to lose? What's your What's your excuse going to be now? I tell them. I don't say that to them, but I think. No,
1: I, I love. I love the fact that like, and especially being that confident.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing you, you know it works. You gotta right. believe. You gotta believe in yourself as a hockey player, and I did that. I was too small to play. Everyone told me I'd be a good high school player, pretty good college player. Never going to play in the NHL. Well, I did that, and then this is—you know—people would say, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta sell pucks." You know, nine out of ten businesses fail. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to be the one that doesn't. Yeah, and so, but I knew I had something really good and unique, and then it was just. Uh, you know, a matter of uh, marketing. I got this great guy that's uh, working with, out of L.A. that helps me with my social media. He's done done a great job for Green Biscuit, and he's a huge fan. He's a hockey nut like you guys are. That's awesome. And and that and that's I, that's who I want to be around and work with, and I relate to best. Um, you know, you guys didn't play in the National Hockey League, but I can tell you both love hockey, so that's good for me. And we we
1: love hearing that. And it's <laughs> funny every time we have like somebody like you on like initially i'm always nervous and then about like two or three minutes into the conversation i'm like this guy just fucking loves hockey like let's go
2: and that's what this this whole podcast is really based around is just like you know we didn't play in the nhl but we love hockey and we love sharing hockey stories
0: so are you guys rangers or islanders fans i'm a rangers fan
2: yeah, yeah.
0: how often do you get to, how, how often would you have gone this year do you go
1: so yeah. this year i actually went to three games i went to more games this year than i than i would have And what sucks I had the last game of the year against the Blackhawks. They were like three points out of the playoff spot when the season ended. So I was like, either that game's gonna mean something, or it's potentially Henrik Lundqvist's last game as a New York Ranger on home ice. And I was like, these tickets mm. must have, and then Corona happens.
0: And he, he 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 won't play again for the Rangers. I
1: don't think so. It's yeah. hard especially with the salary cap not moving, yeah. as as what they're saying. It's it's not looking good for him, which is well,
0: Brady Shea went to my high school.
1: Oh, is it Adina?
0: No, that's Edina.
1: Edina. <laughs> My bad. Edina. <laughs> that's well, okay. What well, high school was it?
0: Uh, Bloomington-Jefferson. I went to Bloomington-Jefferson with his with his aunt. And then Brady went to Jefferson later. No, did Chef. he go to Jefferson? Or did he go private? Oh, I think he went to Jefferson. Anyway, you know who Brady Shea is. Now he's in Carolina. Yeah, I was surprised they traded him. I don't know what they – did they – yeah, okay. uh,
1: so I think when they signed him, they I think they always kind of envisioned him as like kind of like a Ryan McDonough, like obviously not Ryan McDonough, but like the same yeah. type of skill set. And he just he kind of just made a ton of mistakes. Uh, I, I, I still think he's a pretty field.
0: solid guy. I don't. I, yeah. if no, They're expecting a lot of offense from him because that's not what he's. He never no, that.
1: He's everything that people say about him. Is he's just a stand-up guy. But I think yeah, what big they ended up getting a first-round pick for him, which yeah, I think you're
0: right. I think you're right.
1: And you want to know what you have? You're going to end up having Tony D'Angelo, who is fifth in the league for defenseman scoring, Adam Fox. Fox. You're going to have Ryan Lindgren. These guys are going to end up needing to get paid. And you just got Truba from the Jets, and you just signed him to like seven or eight million years. Yeah. So you're going to need money on the back end at some point.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that they didn't like him. They just saw that they got to do something here.
1: I think that's what it was. I think it was – and
0: first-round picks, good, good. I mean could, – Could be
1: hundred percent. What do you think about that? The whole, the first overall pick, you don't know who it is yet.
0: Yeah. It's don't know what team it's going to be. So it's going to be the loser of the play-in round.
1: Uh, One of the losers of the play-in rounds.
0: Well, how many play-in rounds are there?
1: I want to say. Well, there's eight. Eight, Eight, I think.
0: Okay. So four of those teams, one of those four teams.
1: Oh no. So there's 16 teams. So I think eight, uh, one, uh, you have a one in eight chance.
0: I mean, so what What are the – who are the teams? Give me some of the names. I mean, the
1: Rangers are playing the Hurricanes. I know that one for sure. Pretty sure the Canucks are in a play-in. The Islanders definitely are in a play-in. So
0: these are the teams that could get the first pick overall.
1: Yeah. Insane. I'm pretty sure the Pittsburgh Penguins are in a play-in. Can you imagine if they got the first overall pick?
0: It's going to be Lafreniere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine him on the Penguins with Crosby? Like, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't
0: watched. I haven't watched uh, enough. My 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 buddy, my boy from high school, his kid Brock Faber, is going to get drafted uh, this year. I think he's he's going to be drafted in probably the top three rounds. So, um, but I, yeah, I haven't I haven't followed the draft. I mean, I keep asking when when is the draft going to be? If they, they they know when it's going to be,
1: I have no idea. We talked about. We talked about the draft, and then we also talked about when these playing series are done, are they going to announce who gets the first overall pick right then and there, or are they going to wait until everything's wrapped up?
0: Yeah, I have no idea. I don't think they know.
1: I don't either. No. And you know what? You know what's kind of alarming, and I'm sure there's some sort of plan, but, like, can you imagine if they just cancel the season right now? Then then what do you do? Who gets the first pick then?
0: Yeah, they will have to be just – well, then maybe they'll just have the, – I don't know.
1: One out of 16. Chance I don't, no,
0: no, they're going to, they're going to destroy two seasons. Right. You know, I, that, you know what?
1: I really hope it doesn't get to that point. I hope it gets to a point where it's like either it's going to fuck up next year or not, because I'd rather have a full season next year than. Well, as- right.
0: Exactly. So they're, they're talking about these guys can't take a weekend off and then start the next season because yeah. the two teams that are in the finals are going to need rest. Right. You know, um, But if they're going to start the season, camp is not starting until July 23rd.
1: I thought camp would start. I thought the first game was August 1st. So I would think that Uh, camp
2: would be. The 13th, I thought, yeah. I don't know. No.
0: I don't know. I just, I I thought I saw that the Stanley Cup game, uh, the the Stanley Cup finals could be, the last game could be like in mid-October. So
1: training camp begins July 10th. Oh, there you go. And then uh, the first games are August first, which coincidentally okay. me, Dev, and the, the other kid we do the podcast with, we're going to his bachelor party on the first in Martha's Vineyard, so we might have a full week of nothing but playoff hockey and the beach. So that's like
0: ideal because the, yeah. the first rounds are the best because you get all these games. I mean, especially being in California, you got four thirty and seven thirty. You right? guys got yeah, because you get you first gave – first. You know, because we're three hours behind you guys. Mm-hmm west coast is way better for watching sports (laughs) because you what what time do some of the games get over at
1: i mean normal rangers game is over like 9 45 but if we're watching like the sharks on the west coast you're looking at 12 30 yeah Yeah, that's too late for me yeah (laughs) who uh i'm assuming you're a sharks fan
0: yeah yeah i mean of course yeah
1: so who who uh who's your like players to watch over there
0: oh who do i like you know, they, I, I, mean, I, I mean, Couture, Hurdle, yeah, obviously, I like them. You know, Timo Meyer, he's a beast. Oh, he's so underrated. He's so uh, good. And, and he's it's it's funny watching guys run into him. They don't they don't think it, he's going to be like they <laughs> run into him and they just crumple. He's yeah. that solid on his skates, and and Banks well, f- pretty good, right? Who? Isn't, isn't that – Yeah, LeBanc is pretty good. Yeah, he's he's not as physical as those other guys. But Couture's not physical either. But, uh, you know, there's
1: – He's got the clutch gene, that guy. I
0: mean, like physical. Like, you know, Matt Sundin was physical. He didn't hit anybody, but he was physical. He yeah. wanted to hold that puck. He was going to take it to you. You know, same with Jager. You know, so there's – It depends on what kind of physical you're talking about. But um, there's a kid uh, from the east, from Boston, uh, Ferraro, on defense that I like. <laughs> Um, what's his first name? Mario Ferraro? Is it one? I think he – no. Is it Mario? What is it? Dylan Ferraro? It, is it Landon? No.
1: It is Mario. Mario yeah, Ferraro. Yeah, And
0: he he played college hockey,
1: I believe. UMass. He played at the zoo. Right.
0: No, and so he's got some game and he's got a mean streak. I like him. You know, he just got to keep developing and uh, getting minutes. You know, because you got Carlson back there and Burns, and they're going to eat up a lot of minutes. Yeah, you know, so um, what the fuck? Who is Martin Jones
1: your goalie still? What What are your yep. thoughts on him?
0: He he's fine. I mean, he he just I think he had a little down year last year, but uh, um, you know, goalies can bounce
2: back. Absolutely, you know, they do.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Dev. Do you have any more questions?
2: Yeah, I was uh, I was going to go for the question you you pretty much nailed it earlier when you said uh believe in yourself and believe in your product and that was uh kind of your key to getting getting green biscuit going in market um myself and jimmy are both entrepreneurial minded there might be other people listening who um growing up might want to dream of starting their own hockey business um what say do it yeah what kind of advice and kind of what things would you say to to people like that
0: you know, you just got to, I got a lot of people that told me, no, I still get people that I've been working I've been trying to get into Target. I've been trying to get into Walmart and, you know, on the shelf there and they're No, yeah. I'm not, I still haven't given up, but I've been trying for 10 years. Um, Cause I know it would do well. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to have it, you know, I mean, if you've been through, you know, Dick Sporting Goods is, is, uh, is a really good uh, account for me. They They're, you know, we don't have, we got a few dicks out here, but they don't carry a lot of hockey. I'd I'd be interested in walking through a, a dicks out where you guys live. How much hockey do they have?
2: So Hi. I I used to work I used to work in the uh, hockey section at Dick's. So not I mean yeah we have a de- we have a decent amount, but it's all um, what city si- What city was it? Saratoga Springs. Building. Okay, Saratoga.
0: The, the, yeah. Saratoga Springs dicks. Okay.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I would I would literally just. Organized the whole sticks, and that was kind of like my little pride and joy yeah. section there for a part of my life. But yeah, it's all kind of lower end sticks, skates, and yeah. stuff. I know what you mean. Where it's it's not really like if you're if you're good at hockey and you like are pretty. And the, good thing, the good thing, good thing
0: about the green biscuit, it, it kind of it covers the gamut. You can I got kids that are four years old to NHL guys warm their hands up with this before games. So you, you can you know it right through the whole any where you are in your hockey progression the, the green biscuit is, is something you're going to want
2: yeah i mean i was telling jimmy earlier like i grew up playing street hockey and it was a big part of my childhood i uh i wish i had this growing up but now i'm you know i feel like a kid when i go out and take, yeah. take this thing around to the park well so. yeah if
0: you got you guys got to get uh get into a street and i'll send you some originals you can literally be 50 60 70 yards away and just sauce this and <laughs> up and down <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah. It, you know, and if you ever get on asphalt that's wet, it's even slicker. Like after a rain. Okay. It really moves on that stuff. So. There's and some
2: nice that, nice country video. woods. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How are the roads by your house? I mean, are they
2: They're better by Jimmy's house? Jimmy lives right. in the woods. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you can send me some vids. I'll send you Absolutely. some pucks and then you guys can uh
2: Yeah, we'll post them and
0: yeah. yeah. So I mean as far as you know the you got kids or you got anybody you guys are entrepreneurs you got to find something you believe and then you got to work your tail off you know you just do you just do and um and then you got to catch some breaks along the way you know you do need that that's important but
2: uh
1: um yeah no and and I, i love that i think uh one of my favorite things that you said is that you gave some away at the beginning and you did that because you're confident in the product and anybody who sells anything knows word of mouth spreads like fucking wildfire. And I love that. F- that was such a flex, like, here you go. And you know that they're going to tell people about it. And
0: I just, I Well, thought you know. That. We never, we never did cover how the name Green Biscuit came about. Yeah. So how, yeah, how did that come about? So I'm teaching some adults at this Redwood City rink in, in Redwood City, California. And I got some of these pucks that I had made myself, but it doesn't have Green Biscuit on it. It's got like I think it was high score hockey was printed on the pucks. And I said, Hey guys, after the session, I was running them through some drills on the ice. I got, I got this puck. I want you guys to try off ice with me. And so just bring your sticks out. If you got a beater stick, bring that. And uh, so we went out in the parking lot and I threw a handful of them down and we were all talking about it. And this guy, I said, you know, I don't know what I'm going to name it. I said, I, I, this is going to be my puck. I had hoverpock. That was one I was thinking about, and there was a couple other ones. I just couldn't come up with one I liked. And this heavy set guy in a Hawaiian shirt, he's picked, he goes, why don't you just call it the Green Biscuit? <laughs> I would shit you not. He says that. I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, you just named my company. <laughs> That's what I said. And I, to this day, I still don't know who he is. I wish he would contact me. I seriously wish he would because I, I, I'd love to thank him. And I, and I know I did at the time, and I said, here, have some pucks. You, know, you have all these. Cause you just named my business. You named my company. Cause I couldn't come up with a green biscuits. It's perfect because biscuits and you know, and they were green. Oh,
1: so. just worked out making memories, man. That's something you'll never forget.
0: It's a good, I don't know. It's kind of a funny story. No, I love that.
1: Yeah. I love that. But Tom, we really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, guys, check them out. Green biscuit. It's legit. It's not, we don't have non-legit people on this podcast. These are hockey players or just people who love hockey and, uh, I, I can't wait to try We're definitely going to have to send you some videos, but thanks again for coming on, man.
0: Okay, guys. Thank
2: you. Yeah, thank you, Tom. so